Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. I'm joining you today from the road. My nine-year-old son, our little cute little dog, and I are driving a car from San Diego all the way back to Fairbanks, Alaska, which is like 3,600 miles. <laughs> For some reason, I thought this was a good idea. No, it's uh, we're, we're one day into our trip. So we drove from San Diego to Sacramento yesterday. Um, and he, they both did really, really well. I did well too. They didn't sleep very long. So that's a bit frustrating, but it's all good. What I wanted to jump in and talk about um, is something that's been on my mind with this and that quite a few of my clients have brought up, especially on our group calls. We've been having all these conversations about how do you stay committed to changes that you're making, whether it's, you know, with nutrition, with movement, with exercise, with, all, you know, any and all the things when you're not in your normal, normal place. So whether it's you're out with friends, cause we're actually being social again these days or on a road trip <laughs> or traveling or on vacation. And so I wanted to dive in, you know, how 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 do we navigate these things? Because I think there's there's and there's a couple layers <laughs> to this conversation, right? There's being really clear on what it is that we're committed to, and what our goals are, and then getting really clear on what kind of experience we want to create in those situations, and deciding if they are going to align with our goals. And I think there's a big difference between, you know, going out with friends three times a week versus you're on vacation for, you know, a week or 10 days or on a road trip for a week in terms of the choices that you make and what commitment might look like. And so some of the common things that I hear often are either, especially around food, like not knowing what to eat, not wanting to be a burden on other people um, or on yourself because, you know, it's you're being different. And a lot of the work that I do and with the women I work with, and I know a lot of women who listen to the show, we're not necessarily your like stereotypical eaters, standard American diet, we'll call it that, the sad, sad diet. You know, we, we aren't, most of us are committed to feeding and treating our body in a good way. And so even like the simpler things that we do in the process that I work with women on is like adding significantly more vegetables. And so people think we're weird because we're eating vegetables, right? But it's not weird. And so there's all this stuff that we have to navigate as we're traveling because it's, you know, I, I was very present to this yesterday because we drove from San Diego. We actually got a late start because the door handle on the driver's side door of the car that I'm driving, we're driving a car back for it's uh, my middle stepson's graduation. He's graduating this year, so he's 18. So we got this car, and you know, it's a decent car, but it's older. <laughs> she is. So the door handle on my door broke, um, and so it went into the shop. They actually couldn't fix it. So I'm doing this whole trip without being able to open my 
door, except from one of the other doors. Um, very entertaining. So much fun. Anyways, uh, I'm being somewhat sarcastic. <laughs> so we got a late start and I was like, let's just get to LA because we had to drive through LA. And I was like, I don't want to deal with traffic there. And we stopped and we saw the Hollywood sign and all that. And that was great. And then I was like, we have to keep going because it was you know two o'clock, but then I didn't want to be around for LA traffic. And we still hit a little bit of it. But in doing all that, we didn't stop for lunch. And so, you know, I am prepared with like snacks. So I have snap peas and carrots and trail mix that I like. And I had hummus and gluten-free pretzels and, you know, stuff that I could eat. So I was snacking on a lot of that, but we needed an actual meal. And it ended up being like the only thing that I, you know, in terms of fast food that I'm sometimes willing to do and I'll let my son have, but um, do for myself too, is In-N-Out Burger. And the reasons are, like, if you're not familiar with them, they're only on the West Coast, but, you know, they don't ever freeze their food. It's not organic by any means, but in terms of fast food, like, it's the most fresh you're going to find. So we ended up doing that yesterday. I had a burger. It was okay. It was whatever. Um, And, you know, the rest of this trip, I'm choosing to have a much better plan so that I can at least nail breakfast and getting lots and lots of vegetables in because I know that that's, that's something that my body feels better with and that I value. And, you know, the other meals I'm going to, as we take stop breaks, <laughs> actually look for, you know, places that have some more options. My my typical go-to fast food is like Chipotle because I can at least get vegetables there, right? And their quality of their food is a little bit higher on the scale of where it comes from and all that we were actually this is a total side note but you know we drove through a lot of california yesterday and there's a lot of agriculture kind of in that middle section of the state along i-5 and a lot of cows and we drove past feedlot after feedlot of just like there's no grass they're in mud they smell terrible like all the stuff and then i passed one pasture of grass fed like they were just roaming around eating the grass and they didn't smell bad and it was just like oh such a contrast so if you've never experienced anything like that i feel like probably a lot of us who don't live well who live in the places where agriculture is all the time like we don't really think about it i definitely notice it and it's something that we should all be aware of like you know also driving through a highway where there's like dust blowing and pollution and all this stuff and all of the fruit you know, is on either side of the highway. And like, that is the stuff they pick that you eat in the store. I mean, do they wash it? Maybe. Should you wash it? Yes, definitely. Anyways, I digress. So getting back to this whole idea of how, how do we handle this? The first thing I always recommend is you gotta be clear on what your goals are. Like, what are you committed to for yourself? And how, how do you, what can you do to move yourself forward or feel like you're still, you know, moving towards that goal when you're traveling? Or whatnot. It, maybe you're not as strict as you've been, or maybe, you know, you have a little bit of a change up. Like another thing I've gotten really committed to in the last six weeks is exercise. So we stopped three times yesterday and every single time, um, one of the places it was 93 degrees and like awful. So <laughs> I, I did not, you know, do a whole lot there physically, but, you know, we took two walks, we climbed up, um, and looked at the Hollywood signs. So that was one of our, that was like our initial thing two hours in. And then we took, the dog, I was kind of fading. So I did end up going to Starbucks for a little something to pick me up. I do green tea, um, not coffee, but you know, we parked further away (laughs) and walked to it with the dog. So the dog gets some exercise. So, you know, finding little ways like that to build those things into your travel. So the other thing I'm really committed to is taking my supplements and also drinking plenty of water. And I can be a wee bit picky about the type of water I drink. So I, when I'm 
traveling, I do buy water. I've kind of gone through phases where I get asked often about water quality. And we do want to be aware of the water we're drinking. You know, your tap water is going to have a whole bunch of extra stuff in it. And I've honestly found, you know, especially as we do a detox process with clients I work with, sometimes it's not about the food. It's actually about the water. So, you know, I am committed to basically Fiji and Essentia are the only two bottled waters that I will actually buy and drink and think is worthwhile. And thankfully they have them in most gas stations and all that stuff now. So, you know, I'm, I'm drinking the the big ones, the big guys and taking all of my supplements while we're traveling. Cause I know that that'll help me stay a little more sane and healthy. So to kind of pull all this together, you know, the, the first thing that's important is for you to decide what's important to you and what you're committed to. Um, you know, I have a client that lives in a rural place in Alaska. Um, she's in McCarthy and they, you know, during the winter, everyone leaves and it's totally shut down. So they don't have restaurants or anything. And then in the summer, there's like two. <laughs> so they really enjoy, especially when they have, you know, people visiting or whatnot, they enjoy being able to go out and like have that option. Right. And so we've been having this conversation of, you know, she's also committed to losing weight and she has this thing in her space about being a burden on other people. And so this is another thing I wanted to talk about because it's actually been coming up in um, a mastermind I'm part of as well looking at like our relationship with money too. So this can, this can be <laughs> a thing everywhere because you want to really pay attention to like, what are the things that you allow to stop you or that get in your way or that have you not be committed to what you say you really want to be committed to. Hopefully that makes sense. And looking at them, you know, they're, they're probably things that you value. Like obviously this client of mine, she values social time, right? And it's like, they don't get it all winter long. And I totally get that. And so, you know, we talked about like, can you create a compromise of sorts? I have another client who's in Anchorage, which is a much easier place, but you know, she, and this is something I did because I've been eating weird since I was not weird, but different from the rest of the world. <laughs> I'll say that from the rest of the United States, very differently since I was 20. So, you know, I've got almost 20 years of experience of this. And when I was in college and grad school, you know, everyone wanted to go out and I didn't drink and, you know, do all that stuff. And so I would just eat first and I'd still go hang out and have the social experience. It wasn't about, for me, it wasn't about the food or the drinks or whatever. It was about the time with people. And so, you know, can you reframe some of that to match whatever your goals are and help you move forward in whatever your health goals are? Yeah, whatever that looks like. And being willing to, you know, either have something take a little longer. Like if my husband was doing this drive, you know, he'd be driving 16 hours a day. Obviously, he wouldn't have a nine-year-old and a dog with him either. But even if I didn't have them along, I wouldn't want to do that to myself. Like that just, it's not fun. So I would rather, you know, have it take a little longer, explore find like places to hike along the way or or go for a walk or check something out that's new, you know, drive a little out of the way to find food that's good. I have found like healthy, organic, crazy food in the weirdest places, like middle of nowhere, Kentucky, you know, (laughs) they exist. So you can either approach it as an adventure and not something that has to, you know, be a burden on others, or if that's how you're going to feel about it, really just preparing yourself or choosing one, you know, choose one meal that you're going to nail, choose like one thing that you're going to stick to and continue the whole time you're traveling or on um, vacation, like whether it's supplements or getting enough water or just breathing, or maybe you're just going to choose to be present and, you know, things and that's fine. What matters and what's important is how you feel about it, how it's helping you serve, you know, meet your goals or not meet your goals and what values it's speaking to in your life. And, how well, I had another thought and I'm tired, so <laughs> I'm losing it. But 
you don't want to be beating yourself up is what I'm trying to get to. You know, if, if you're making choices that are making you feel terrible or, you know, make you mean or like my, my throat's a little scratchy today because I did eat in and out burger yesterday. So, you know, it's stuff I don't normally have. Um, I got all the veggies on it and all that stuff, but still stuff I don't normally have. And the rest of my meals were, you know, snacks, honestly, because we were just on the road. But um, they were, you know, I ate like an entire bag of baby carrots because <laughs> something I had and all my snap piece. So now I need to get more today, but you know, have, be aware of how things make you feel. Like one of the biggest issues I think we all have with food is we just mindlessly eat. And I was, I'm actually listening to a book that has to do with money right now, but it's funny that the parallels between wealth and health, um, you know, cause with losing weight or, or any of that stuff, it's about, just bringing some consciousness to it. Like if we, you know, if you consciously are consciously aware of the food you're eating and how it makes you feel, most of us are not. So it's checking in, it's asking yourself, how does this make you feel? How did I feel before? I don't need you to food journal or anything. Like let's not be that crazy, but just having that awareness, you know, I am aware enough to know when something, you know, either makes me get a headache or maybe I'm less nice (laughs) or I get more tired or any of those things. And so I can either make those choices or not in the future. And it all comes down to choice. So ultimately, you know, and I I don't want to keep rambling on this too long, but, you know, if you have situations coming up, you're either traveling or you're visiting, you're hanging out with friends, you're going camping. That's another one. It's possible to be completely well-prepared. You just have to do some planning. So, you know, I've talked about you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. So we, we want to have a plan and not, not be failing at the plan, but not have the plan be to fail miserably. You know, I, I didn't have a great plan yesterday. That is why we ended up in that burger and I actually ate it. Normally I, you know, would let my kid have it and probably not get it. And he doesn't get it all the time. So today we're going to have a better plan and really be clear on what are your values? What do you, what's the experience you want to create for yourself and how does it align with whatever your goals are in terms of where you're taking your health? And if you can marry all those things and boiling it down to be simplistic, it can be simplistic. It doesn't have to be complicated and just let everything else go. Don't worry about, you know, either what are people going to think of me or the big thing for me when I, I really made a lot of changes with my food that impacted my health was I realized how much better I felt. And it, that was far more important to me than what anyone thought about what I was doing. And so it was just a no brainer. You know, if people challenged me and were like, why don't you eat gluten? You know, cause I went gluten dairy free and um, off refined sugar for the first time when I was 20. And I've mostly, for the most part, I live there, um, you know, about 95% of the time I would say, and I just feel better. <laughs> so that's why I do it. And so when people would challenge me, I'd be like, well, I feel good. So I'm going to keep doing that. And it wasn't a big deal. And I would always, you know, one of my things back then, especially with social events was I would just bring something that I knew I could eat. And so if there was nothing else there that, you know, was in my palette of things that I was eating, at least I had the one thing and most, and I would make enough to share with everybody. It wasn't like I just brought my own one little portion and I would make enough and, you know, I wouldn't tell them (laughs) that it was gluten-free and dairy-free and they'd all be like, oh, that's so good. What is it? And then I'd tell them and I'd be, they'd be like, what? Anyways, this is before being gluten-free was like a thing, right? Now there's substitutions for everything, but you got to do what, what serves you and really just stand firm and strong in whatever it is that you're committed to and whatever you're trying to create and know that it is possible to adhere to that. Even when you're outside of your normal routine, Um, you can, you don't, have to, I think one of the issues I hear from a lot of women is like, we don't want to be the obnoxious person in the restaurant, right? He's like, 
I don't want anything on the menu. So like, can you do this and this and this? And I, a long time ago became totally okay with being that person. (laughs) You know, I don't make it a big deal. I'm not going to be a jerk to anybody. If I'm staying with someone, you know, I just, and they don't eat like I do. I just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to bring a few things. Is that cool? Like, do you want me to bring some for you too? And I just, I do that. And no one's ever had a hard time with it. It's never, never been a big deal. And I think part of that is because I just stepped so firmly into like, this is what makes me feel good and what's important to me. And that's what I'm doing. And you can do that too. So all that to say, those are the things, three things you want to ask yourself. What kind of experience do you want to create? What are you really committed to? You know, and what, how, how can you approach it without beating yourself up? Like, can you just let all the stuff go? Those are, are the important things and just do the best you can and accept that every day is a new day. And just because you fall off, you know, just cause I had in and out yesterday doesn't mean I'm like, ah, oh, screw it for the rest of the week, you know, fall over. No, I'm back on, back on today, having my fruit and vegetables and all the things for breakfast and my water and my supplements. And we're just going to keep on trucking. So hopefully this helps serve you and I will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm-hmm.